So I shall um, start with prayer because I think that's always the best way to start. Um, Lord, we've just uh, been blessed to have such a an amazing time of worship there, singing truths about you, about your character, your justice, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, uh, how you love us, how you love to give us good things, how you're so good to us despite how undeserving we are, Lord. I just pray that um, as I share what you put on my heart, that we'd grow in getting to know you, Lord, and that would have a real impact then on how we express that to others in the world, Lord Jesus. Um, amen. Um, so I, I suppose it, it, it came about this, sharing this, um, when, they were, when Steve and when everyone was speaking about the 2020 goals and visions and sharing the gospel and how we do that and um, like why we do that, I guess I maybe started to question my heart motivation for doing that. So I think I quite like to be right. I quite like to sound intelligent. Uh, <laughs> I like to have a good, well-reasoned argument. And I like to be able to prove people wrong. And in the world, these can be quite good things. But I don't necessarily think that's the best way to share the gospel. Um, and I guess I just, what was my motivation between wanting to talk to people about God or, or be different to those people? And um, I was just really reminded of, of God's grace for me and then trying to then express that grace to others um, and just how, how we deal with other people. I mean, there are so many messages around nowadays and they're, there are so many people being bombarded constantly with different news and different ways their lives can be changed. And for us to be truly different and for people to truly take note of that and think it is a different message, we have to be doing it from a, from a position of God's grace for us and that flowing out of us. We're so blessed. We're so undeserving of everything that he's done for us. When we speak to other people, are we treating them in the same way that God's treated us? Um, so I wanted to just look at a um, very well-known Bible story, um, and it's it's the prodigal son. But I think sometimes we look at stories, and it's just a story, isn't it? It's like it's, we read it, and that's nice. But is that really God? Is he really like that? So I think for me, I am almost exactly that prodigal son. So my journey has been very, very much like that. And I think through that and how I've seen God's grace in my own life, perhaps it, it just open it up a little bit. So I'm going to read, it's Luke 15, 11 to 24. So I'm going to re I'll just read through that and then I'll tell a little bit of my story and just that moment of like revelation when I maybe was blessed enough to see that grace in action. Um, so Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. 
After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I'm, I think I might have cut and pasted a wrong little bit there, but I'm no longer worthy to be... So, yeah, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now, uh, my mum's here, obviously, and people who know me pretty well, so they'll know quite a lot of this. But I, and you, most of the testimonies you hear in church are of people who grew up in church. They went to... It was stonely, things like that. They experienced God, and then that was it. They carried on in church, and they ended up at my age probably leading a church or planting a church somewhere else. Or you hear people's stories who didn't really know God their whole lives and had a real salvation moment, and then everything changed. So I I grew up in church, and I saw people healed. I saw God's provision for my family when... There was no other reason for it other than God providing. That I witnessed these things firsthand. I I saw that inheritance. I I I don't know. I can't explain it any other way other than I, I was that son. I had it, and for whatever reason, I decided to say, "Do you know what? No, I d- I don't want this." So I went off and decided I knew best and. Um, I don't think I ever ended up sleeping with actual pigs. Um, I mean, I, I got myself into some pretty pretty bad situations, but um, I don't think I ever ate pig food either. I probably ended up in mud and, yeah, in some pretty bad thing. I won't go into it too much, but in all honesty, I didn't deserve to have another chance. And in fact, when... When um, I met Eva and she then met my parents and went on Alpha, um, my first response wasn't, oh, yeah, like church again. My actual response was, really, God? (laughs) Like, I've tried my best to get away from you, and now my wife is Christian as well, as well as my parents and all their friends. Like, I can't even get a break. I can't get away. Like, uh, and... uh, I, I resisted, I really did. I, I, I came to church begrudgingly, I sat in worship and then I took Honey out straight away and just sat and probably gossiped with the mums in um, like seedlings or something like that. And I just, in my head I was like, yeah, it's fine, I'll be with Honey and then as soon as she's a bit older she won't want to come so I won't have to come anymore. Um, and I think uh, that there was, a, for me it was like a, really like him in the pigs but for me it wasn't it wasn't particularly like that either had 
um, asked me to go to um, big church day out. And I was like, really? Like, I like music, but there's not great Christian music, is there? And uh, at the time, there was, I really liked Mumford & Sons. And there was a, there's a band called Wren Collective who sound a bit like Mumford & Sons. And she'd played me some stuff. I thought, ah, oh, they're not too bad. Okay, like, fine, I'll go along. Um, and I can remember being there. And, um, and it was, it's very cliched, isn't it? It was during the Matt Redman set on a Friday evening, um, and uh, just having a realisation of like, what man, what have I been doing? Like, why have I not come back to you? Like, what, I, just suddenly something clicked in my head. Um, and I think everything that I'd done, I'd, I'd, I'd intentionally gone away from God. I'd seen all of it. I'd witnessed the things that he'd done, yet I'd still thought I knew best. I'd still run away from him. Yet in that moment, he was like this father there with his arms outstretched saying, Do you know what, come back. And everything in me then, you, you would think there would be like a considerable amount of time, like you are the bad kid. Like, you need to spend some time in penance to, like, make up for <laughs> this, you know? I think very quickly we were brought in to help with the youth team. Then, by a series of unfortunate events, not the TV show or the movie, but um, the people that were leading couldn't lead, so we ended up leading. Um, and I think that summer, we then had the privilege of taking... Um, like quite a few of the youth away to New Day. Um, and for people that know me, I, I do not like public displays of weakness or tears. I, I do not do well with things like that. I, I, I can do it, but privately, I like to choose my place to have my breakdowns. Um, and um, <laughs> and uh, I can remember being at, at, at New Day and standing there with like all these kids thinking to myself man like I don't deserve this and and crying like and there's a lot of people there it's not like this small group this the group this evening there are a lot of people and I was just man I, I don't deserve this I really don't um and I just had that revelation of of that grace and that mercy and that compassion that God has for us um and I just that that is my heart. That has been my like the the intention behind sharing this. That when we understand how God sees us, and when we understand how how crazy it is that He still loves us exactly the way He does, with no condition, and just invites us back again and again. Because since then, I haven't been perfect by any means. I've continually made stupid mistakes. I've fallen back into old patterns of behavior, and you know? And yet still he's there every single day, fresh grace, fresh mercy. And I think when, when that really impacts us and when we grasp that, if we can then have that same grace and that same compassion for everyone that we meet, you know, just when we're talking to our children, when we're speaking to our wives, our partners, when we're um, 
spending time with family, when we're with colleagues, when we're, just when we're talking to anyone, when we meet anyone who isn't like us, who isn't in the same position of, as us. I think our, our default setting is... Um, I heard, there's a phrase I heard, which is wasps, which I think applies to the majority of people here, which is white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. And I think sometimes we have that mentality, don't we, that we are a bit better, that we place ourselves, we've actually got things a bit sorted out and we're helped, but on our terms, you know? And God didn't help me on, his terms were come back and call, we'll sort it out. And I think when we're truly impacted by that, we can only then deal with people completely differently. So I'll... Oh, now, because I, I don't mind doing this, I'll tell you some things which make me look like a bit of an ass, so you can see how God working in my life has changed how I view things. So I I used to honestly believe that depression and mental health um, were like weaknesses. And I, I don't feel good about saying that. I know that's a terrible thing to say. But I truly believe that. I, I, I did. I used to think that it was just for weak people and just sort yourself out. And how can you ever talk to anyone who's going through something like that when you believe that? Like, for myself, I, I'd always been quite able to just get over stuff. I'd got a bit down and someone would give me a nudge, mostly either, and I'd had to pick myself up. But uh, through the journey that we've been on... And only because of going through that journey with Christ have I been able to see that, man, it, that isn't the case. It, it, it's such a deep and complex thing. And because of that, um, I'm now able to actually have so much more compassion, so much more patience, um, just a bit more understanding. Like I don't, I'm never going to understand it fully. I don't think any of us ever are. But when we're coming from the position that I was in, I wouldn't have a hope of telling someone the good news because I can't even accept that what they're going through is, is probably not their fault and because of how they've grown up, you know. It, it, it's things like that that I'm not suggesting anyone else thinks like that. I, <laughs> I know that. And when I say it out loud, I think, man, that is terrible, isn't it? But maybe through sharing that, someone might, there might be other people that still have that like little thing where they are like mm. but isn't it can you not just you know I think so I've got a couple of other ones sadly um, so yeah depression mental health um, in terms of I think I could be very judgmental about people's sexuality I know it's an incredibly contentious issue within the church I'm not stood up here to say what's right or wrong but I think the moment we make a judgment call on that we've excluded someone whereas that's God's place to make a judgment on it and it's up to him to convict them um, in any way that he chooses to I think I've been very dismissive of people's like emotions and again only through actually getting to know people um, who don't love in the same way that I love that it doesn't look the same way that I look have I actually thought man that that you know 
just things like that, getting to know those different people and just seeing them how God sees them, just with exactly the same grace and exactly the same compassion and exactly the same mercy that he's shown me without judgment, without conditions, without me saying that's cool but you've got to change this. You know, that, that, that's how we can speak to people and that's how we can express the gospel to them. Um, homelessness, again, it sounds terrible to say, but I just used to think they're lazy. Like, just get a job. And that's such a bad mindset. Like, knowing it now and with Eva in the shop and, and actually through her learning about homelessness and almost... Every person who's homeless has come from some sort of terrible, broken background. They're, they're suffering with mental health, addiction, things that you can't just... They don't have an address, most of them. It, it, to me, it was like, well, I've got a job. Why can't you get a job, you know? How could I ever have gone up to someone and prayed with them or tried to bless them when in my heart, I thought to myself, you're just lazy. It, 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 you can't do it. You could, or if you can, it's false, um, like I was probably thought like bit was quite like conservative and almost a little bit like right wing growing up as well. Um, like the poor, just work harder. Again, I've realised I don't cast myself in the greatest light. I was probably a bit of an ass, but <laughs> and I really I don't think like this now. But man, it I, I did, and. I don't have the capacity to make these changes. I couldn't have changed these things. These are like massive heart issues. I, I couldn't have done it. It's only through God and, and him working in me that's done that. Um, so I suppose, I, I think, I don't, I don't want to say any, I don't, I don't think there's any more. I could probably think of more things if I really tried, but I think that's probably enough. Um, my prayer was, was that, in in sharing this that the holy spirit would be at work in each and every one of us um because I, I, I for me this isn't just those things don't go away my world view the way i see people the the snap judgments that i make in my mind without actually knowing someone are things that i have to work on every single day and it's only by the grace of god and through the holy spirit at work in me that i'm able to do that and not then act upon those things. So, I, I mean, my prayer and my hope is that it, there'll be things within us that maybe like different types of people that our hearts have been hardened to, maybe different conditions that we've placed on expressing our love to people. Um, and if we really want to be equipped to to pray for people for healing, to to see these 2020 goals and visions, to baptize people, we need to be doing that out of that real position of understanding God's grace and giving that grace to people. Um, so uh, I'd, if it's all right with Joe, I'd, I'd just like to pray again. And then perhaps if I know for me, there's a few things that I need to continue to work on. Um, if maybe you felt like the prompting of the Holy Spirit in a specific area to just say, yeah, let's let's just address this now. Let's just have a look and see, you know. Let's just pray about it. If we could maybe play, get some music back on and just spend some time praying together. If you, I mean, for me, I, it's not for everyone. I find that sharing it helps me. 
I mean, some people that it's not helpful, you know, it's each and everyone has their own way. Sometimes it's just between you and God. But if you want to share it with someone else and get prayer or you just want to share it with God and pray about it over with him, uh, that's that's my hope. And that from this, we would become those expressions of grace that when people come through the doors, we'd be there like the father, just waiting with open, yes, come in, come in, you know? Not, okay, cool, come in, but first we're going to need to change this, 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 and this. And if that doesn't happen in the time that we've allotted, then not so sure. You know, there's no time scales, there's no, we just need to become more like God in this story. Um, And it's not easy, it really isn't. It's a journey for all of us. But yeah, that is my my heart and the reason behind sharing. So, um, yeah, Lord, thank you that... um, Despite one in too many times today, I didn't run away and elope. Um, that I turned up here and shared somewhat cringingly about how I used to think about a lot of things, Lord. I give thanks that you've been at work in my life through my wife and my family and the experiences that I've had, some of them being pretty bad, but through all of them, you've managed to teach such lessons about your character about how you're you're such a good good father you know us so so well you're so full of compassion for us you're so just so merciful you love us without condition you pursue us you accept us back in despite our failings over and over again despite how little we deserve your love you give it so freely lord I pray that we'd become a people that exhibit all those things, Lord Jesus. That we become a people who are expressions of that grace and mercy. That we're people who love without conditions. That we're able to speak to people in the world without judging them. Without determining their worth. Yeah, we pray this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. We pray for your spirit to be at work in each and every one of us, highlighting areas where our hearts have hardened, Lord Jesus. Just bringing that fresh fire of your Holy Spirit, that that soothing water, just burn away any like negative thoughts, any wrong mindsets that we have about these different things. And just in their place, we ask for your grace, your mercy, your compassion, the discernment from the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. We give thanks that you're with us every step of the journey, Lord. You've placed us in community with others around us that can walk alongside us, that we can lean on when we're not doing so well, that can prop us up, Lord Jesus. Give thanks for that. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.